0: Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Friday morning edition of...
1: The Disney Drive Time Podcast.
0: You know, I wasn't sure we were able to put out a show today. Why? Because a bull seemed to come through the studio uh, (laughs) earlier today. A a bull by the name of Cheryl who threw the microphone stand around and...
1: Are you done? Can I talk now?
0: Destroyed the studio, yes.
1: We um, got a new dining room table... And we used to clip the microphone to the dining room table, and we cannot, or I will not allow the microphone to be clipped to the new dining room table. So we're working at a different table, and the microphone does not stay on as well, so I tend to knock it over.
0: Yes. Bowl in a a Disney China shop.
1: Well, you know, i got to be able to move around my kitchen.
0: You do. All right, we have one story in the Disney Parks blog today.
1: And it's useless, but we're going to do it anyway. Um, Let's see. A new community... That's put, on by, that's put together by Disney. It's called Cotino, A Story Living by Disney. Um, it's a community in Rancho Mirage, California.
0: Correct. That's part of the Coachella Valley.
1: Okay, great.
0: So we mentioned this a couple months ago. This is Disney's next attempt at building a planned community. We remember when they built the town of Celebration in Florida. And then and,
1: quickly and, abandoned it. And then
0: abandoned it a couple of years later. Well, Disney has once again decided, um, after the success of their Golden Oaks neighborhood in uh, Lake Buena Vista. Mm -hmm. They have decided that they're going to give it another go. So as Cheryl mentioned, they they are creating Cotino, a story living by Disney community. And they have announced the first set of um, uh, neighborhoods that is going to be released. The first neighborhood is going to be called Long Table. It is going to be a 55 and over uh, neighborhood for adults. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it gets the name Long Table because Walt used to go to this area and sit around with his friends around a long table and enjoy meals. Okay. So they decided to call this Long Table. Um, they will have their own uh, dedicated uh, gathering place called Long Table Park. Uh, there will be a, uh, you know, a bunch of shaded seating and barbecue grills. It's supposed to be an area for community and mm-hmm. gathering. Mm-hmm. And they have also announced that the first uh, park uh, for four-legged friends and residents of all ages will be able to spend their day at Laughing Place Ranch. Uh, this is designed uh, on love, Walt's love for horses, and it will be an equestrian-themed dog park that will have separate play areas where small and large pets can jump and play the day away. So they will be giving more details about this community as, uh, you know, as time warrants. Oh
1: boy, I'll be on the edge of my seat. So I'm going
0: to start saving my money so we can live there, because I'm sure there will only be about $7 million I a know, piece. I know, right? And now let's head on over to Disneyland.
1: All right. Um, We have talked about the fact that Space Mountain is going to be closing for refurbishment at Disneyland. Um, It's supposed to start on September 18th, and they have just um, released the date that it's supposed to reopen.
0: That's right. The ride is going to reopen on October 26th of 2023. This is expected to be a general maintenance and refurbishment period, so not much going on. No,
1: but it's a little over a month.
0: Right. Uh, But they've been having issues uh, with the lighting tunnel. Uh, where some of the effects are not working Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the ride. So maybe they'll be able to uh, resolve this. Good.
1: Anaheim has released a Disneyland Forward environmental impact report. That's
0: right. We've spoken about Disney's plans for the future out in Anaheim, and that is called the Disneyland Forward Initiative, um, where they're going to be utilizing a lot more of their land, a lot of their parking lots, Mm -hmm. uh, to put in more park spaces. And the city of Anaheim has developed their environmental impact report uh, based on Disney's plans. It comes in at 16,000 pages.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah, it covers a whole bunch of uh, stuff related to environmental impact, energy, geology, hazards, hydrology, land use, public service, transportation, uh, utilities and services, and how everything is impacting uh, the community by Disney's initiative. So Disney does not want any more land. They do not want to build any more hotels or theme parks than have been agreed upon in the nineteen nineties with the city council. Mm-hmm. But this Disneyland forward plan just gives them a better idea of where they're going to build. Like I said, they're going to be using some parking lots and some behind the the uh, backstage areas mm-hmm. uh, to put in some some new stuff. So right. this environmental impact takes a look at Disney's plans. And uh, now the public has a six-week period in which they can...
1: Read all 16,000 pages. Review
0: the documentation. There is an 800-page summary.
1: Oh, all right. uh, And uh, give
0: their public comment. And then once that is done, they will file their final version of the uh, environmental impact report.
1: All right. The Guardians of the Galaxy Monsters After Dark Halloween Overlay has returned to Disney California Adventure.
0: That's right. This seasonal overlay will be in place in Disney's California Adventure through October 31st of 2023. Uh, and in this uh, version, there are monsters on the loose because the power is out. All
1: right. New Big Hero 6 collectible medallions are available in San Francisco Square.
0: Yeah, these are cute little medallions. You can get them over by the San Francisco's Maker Market. Uh, and they're built into a little wall uh, decorated with San Francisco. Um, Uh, Posters, Mm -hmm. So it's just a little, uh, you know, vending machine for medallions. There are four medallions in there, uh, but it's got this really cool uh, Japanese uh, look. Mount Fuji is on there and some uh, cherry blossoms. And it says there are collectible medallions in there. And your four medallions are Baymax. Uh, They're all, two of them are Baymax related. One of them is the San Francisco Bridge. And one of them looks to be some kites. Mm -hmm. So very Cool. Do we know what the pricing is on these?
1: I'm sure we do. I'm oh. sure someone does. Someone does. But I'm not sure. Uh, I do. We do not see prices. Yeses. There must story. be prices. I'm Probably five dollars. I'm do you guessing think? six dollars. You think six?
0: Six dollars per medallion.
1: Oh, you win. Well, I'm really sad that we didn't get to see Rogers the Musical, and I'm also really surprised that they're not keeping it or you know planning on bringing it back. Right. However, whether you did or did not see it, if you'd like to listen to the music a Rogers and musical cast recording album is going to be available for streaming online starting uh, today. Today.
0: That's right. This is going to be available. As you may recall, the show ran from June 30th through August 31st. uh, And it is available uh, only for digital download and streaming. There are about 12 songs in there. So uh, you can catch that uh, on whatever digital service you use. And if you go over to some various YouTube sites, they do have the full musical available.
1: That's not how I wanted to see it. Disneyland has announced an opening date for Avengers Vault. It's a new retail location that's coming to California Adventure.
0: That's right. And they didn't give much notice. No. Because uh, Avengers Campus will have their new retail space beginning on September 18th. So that's Monday. Monday? Yep. That wraps up the news in California. So let's head on over to the Walt Disney World Resort.
1: All right. At the Magic Kingdom, the first Encanto decorations have been added to Fairy Tale Garden, where a Mirabel meet and greet is going to open later this month.
0: That's right. You may recall from previous stories that this space is being transformed into Casita Madrigal uh, for the new Mirabel meet and greet, and they have added. Not Mirabel. What did I say?
1: Um, oh, Mirabel. Oh, what no. is a Mirabel meet and greet? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm That's sorry. all right.
0: Um, they have added character banners, a family tree, as well as more. Uh, and Canto-themed decorations, so that area is being transformed after uh, Merida left uh, the area.
1: All right. A Create Your Own Crystal Wishkeeper souvenir um, experience is now available at the Magic Kingdom.
0: That's right. If you go to Crystal Arts, the Aurebus Brothers location in the Magic Kingdom, beginning at about 11 a.m. each day, you can create your own Crystal Wishkeeper um, basically what they are, they are crystal wands, glass slippers, looks like a rose, an apple, uh, and maybe a magic wand. Uh, and you have the option of choosing, uh, colored crystals to fill those with. So, uh, you can customize your own wishes. Fun. Uh, they range in price from $65 for the Snow White Apple to a high of $89, I'm sorry, $94 for a glass slipper.
1: All right. It's a little pricey for a craft, but they're kind of cute, depending upon what you like. Right. A new sign next to the Tron Light Cycle Run test seats warns that not all guests may fit.
0: Yeah. uh, This new sign states that the seating and restraints of this attraction may prohibit guests of certain body shapes shapes or sizes from riding. Please try the seat to confirm your ability to ride. So, um, you know, Disney just wants everyone to... Make sure they can sit in the seat before they get on the ride. They must
1: be having problems with it still. Yeah, you know, people getting up there and just not being able to get in.
0: And it's very tough because it is a motorcycle themed roller coaster, so right. you're you're kind of in a motorcycle riding position, very much the way you are in uh, Avatar.
1: Now I wonder though, the um, the test seats—do they just show you the motorcycle ones? Because they also have those couple in the back, right? Right, just, but those like, are just regular
0: up. roller coaster seats. I don't
1: know. Right, but if it's an issue when people get up there and they are too small, then I mean, it doesn't mean you can't ride the ride. So I'm just right. wondering how they're working that.
0: Um, I guess it, it just confirms your size based on the motorcycle. Uh, yes, yeah. I mean, maybe
1: at least then you go up there and you know that you're not going to fit on that and that you want a regular car. Yeah. I don't know.
0: And there are limited cars available.
1: Right, yeah, you might have to wait a while.
0: What you don't get to hear when the microphone is paused (laughs) is Cheryl's audible gasp as she reads certain stories.
1: Not Uh, usually. And this
0: story caused a very noticeable gasp from her.
1: Well, the story reads, Gone, gone, gone. Seagull animatronics removed from the Seas with Nemo and Friends sign at Epcot.
0: That's right. And if you've ever visited the Seas uh, with Nemo and Friends, uh, you know that the seagulls are out front clamoring mine mine mine. and i remember
1: when they put them in there and because i remember when the ride opened they're so cute they're so fun you got to take a picture in front of them they're great
0: it's now silent there oh no but the good news is we only believe they are gone for refurbishment they better be they better come back i'm
1: gonna i'm not gonna make it it'll be as bad as when the stink bug left (laughs) animal kingdom extended evening hour dates and available attractions have been announced
0: That's right. This is the first time that the uh, Animal Kingdom has offered the extended evening hours. Once again, those hours are exclusive to Deluxe Resort, Deluxe Villa Resort, and other select guests. These nights will occur on November 8th, November 22nd, December 4th, and December 28th. The attractions that will be open for this night are Avatar Flight of Passage, Dinosaur, Expedition Everest. It's tough to be a bug. Um, Meet your favorite Disney pals at the Adventure Outpost, the Navi River Journey, and Triceratops Spin that makes it kind of seem like the park is lame. <laughs> I mean,
1: there's not that much there in general, right? Right.
0: There's no safari.
1: No, but you can't do safari there. at night. A lot, that's, so that's a problem with, with especially Animal Kingdom. And I feel like my, um, Hollywood Studios is similar, that a lot of what's going on is shows and character mm-hmm. meet and greets. And they, right. those get shut down. At Hollywood Studios, if you go in there after five o'clock, it's just the rides. There's right. nothing else. Right. None of the shows, none of the character meet and greets. And I feel like it's a similar thing uh, with Animal Kingdom, but they're starting mm-hmm. with even less right. to begin with.
0: Because you figure at least three of their attractions, the Safari, the Gorilla Trek, and the Maharaja uh, Jungle Trek, which is the Tiger Walk, mm-hmm. those three are not going to be open right. because they're dark. Right. And you're not going to see anything at night. Yep. Um, So they're down three attractions And even just
1: the trails. Mm -hmm. You know, you can, when you first walk in and there's the animals, you can't see anything. So you can't stop and look at those. The monkeys probably aren't out.
0: They're not going to put bright lights on the animals as you're walking in. That would be like a a police interrogation room.
1: Right. The monkeys that like swing from the ropes and everything, Mm -hmm. they probably are, you know, in their little homes at night. They're not still out. Right. So there's just not that much going on.
0: Yeah. I guess I'd be riding dinosaur like 14
1: times. I know. What do you do? You go in, you write each of these things once, you have a Mickey bar, and you're home an hour later.
0: We have no resort news, so what do you say we shoot on? Oh, no, we do have resort news, but I put Disney Springs ahead of that. What's going on at Disney Springs?
1: All right. Not a whole lot. Um, some signs for Lululemon have been installed um, at their coming location.
0: That's right. Their new location is going to be closer to the Lime Garage. They're going into what used to be the Uggs store. Oh. So it is over at the end of the, um, what is it, the bus terminal, the train terminal? The, yeah. The bus terminal.
1: Yeah, the big
0: brick covered building. Yes, so they will be in the former Uggs spot.
1: All right. Now we're going to get into resort news. Uh, the walkway between the Polynesian and the Grand Floridian is closed for construction.
0: Yeah, and that kind of stinks yeah. uh, because they're putting in the new vacation club tower over at the Polynesian. So, because of that, they have put signs up at the end of the walkway indicating that it is now closed. Um, no guests are allowed beyond that point. But they have not yet put up any temporary fences because I would just disregard that sign unless there's something physically stopping me.
1: Yeah, I mean, you I, would just, I would
0: walk you just I, if I wasn't it. Right, um, and, but that's a nice little path because you can walk it's from so the po- nice. you can walk from the Polynesian to the Grand Floridian to the Magic Kingdom.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So uh who knows how long this path will be closed.
1: Homer. After reopening earlier this year, after a 10-month-long refurbishment, um, Disney's Grand Floridian Narsussis is temporarily closing.
0: Yeah, they are temporarily closing to make a few equipment updates, uh, which are part of the new interior. They're beginning these updates uh, on September 17th, so the restaurant will be closed, but it is expected to reopen by mid-October, although they have given no uh, firm opening date.
1: I wonder what an equipment update is. you think they're getting new fryers or something? Maybe. Florida has granted Disney World a five-year extension on a permit related to Reflections, a Disney Lakeside Lodge.
0: Don't you remember? It's Reflections, (laughs) a Disney Lakeside
1: Lodge. I know. That was sad when we didn't get to say that anymore. Uh,
0: Many folks thought that this was uh, canceled during COVID. uh, But as the story states, I guess they've been granted a five-year extension to the permit. It was set to expire in May of this year, but it will now not expire until May of 2028. Okay. That doesn't necessarily mean that construction is going to begin. Uh, it could be used as part of the cabin construction over at Fort Wilderness, um, but it does leave an opening for them to resume
1: Bring it back on Reflections. We just want to say it over and over again. Right. It kind of seems odd to even say this, but I guess things are different internationally when it comes to COVID. Um, but for the first time, Disney Cruise Line is not requiring COVID-19 vaccinations or testing for Australian sailings.
0: Well, and uh, coincidentally, it's also the first mm-hmm. time they're going to Australia. Um, <laughs> but the Australian Health Principal, the Australian Health Protection Principal Committee has just ended their COVID-19 vaccination and testing requirements for cruising. Uh, So when Disney heads over there, they will uh, be following those protocols uh, and not be requiring uh, their guests, their Australian guests to test. Um, The Wonder is going to be leaving Alaska soon at the end of their Alaskan season. And they're going to be heading to Australia for their first South Pacific sailings, which include both Australia and New Zealand.
1: That's pretty cool. I guess it's
0: to get people excited over in that area because we know that the Disney Adventure will be homeported in Singapore. Okay. So I'm sure they will be heading to Australia and New Zealand as well.
1: Mm-hmm. The Walt Disney Company has issued a new statement in response to reports in the media regarding the sale of its ABC network and TV stations.
0: That's right. Bloomberg reported, reported today that Disney is having exploratory talks about selling ABC and their TV stations to the Next Star media group Uh, Earlier this year on CNBC, Bob Iger mentioned that, uh, you know, that television is not the core of their business and they might have to be open to considering uh, other options and and selling them. And that kind of let people know that the TV uh, TV stations were on the market and it looks like they're progressing further. Uh, Although Disney says uh, that they have made no decision on divesting those properties, uh, they are open to considering the options. So I would not be surprised if, uh, you know, within a week or two, this, this gets announced.
1: It's going to be crazy when ABC is no longer affiliated with Disney. They do so many, like every sitcom on ABC goes to Disney as a part of, you know, one of their uh, episodes. Right. Dancing with the Stars, like they always brought on, you know, they had Disney Night. Yeah. So uh, Disney is very integrated into a lot of the television programming.
0: Right. And the funny thing is, Iger came from the ABC world, Mm. so it would be funny to see him actually sell ABC.
1: Aww. Uh, So, also related to television, just because it's streaming now doesn't mean it's not television, right? Yeah. The Walt Disney Company expects Disney Plus to uh, fall millions of subscribers short of its 2024 goal.
0: That's right. Since being launched in 2019... Uh, Disney made some pretty bold predictions in 2020 that said they would have between 230 and 260 million subscribers by September of 2024. Then Bob Chapek came around in 2022 and said, well, we're only going to have between 215 million and 245 million. Um, <laughs> Bob Iger said that Disney will no longer share their subscriber goals, um, but it is clear that Disney is not coming anywhere near their targets. So it is expected right now Um you know that that disney will not hit them they're actually losing uh subscribers they lost 2.4 million uh in the uh in that quarter uh of let's see 2023 uh, and then another 4 million first quarter of 2023 and then another 4 million in quarter 2 of 2023 in quarter 3 they lost 11.7 million wow. uh, which now leaves them at about 146 million subscribers in wow. total that is based on estimates right. those are not disney uh numbers um, the biggest loss has been from Disney plus Hotstar, which is their, uh, uh, component in India okay. and India, uh, Hotstar did not get the cricket,
1: uh, oh, right, uh rights right, right. to the
0: cricket games mm-hmm. and a lot of Indian subscribers left over that. So right. that really explains a lot of the drops.
1: I feel like too, you know, we signed on for what, three years mm-hmm. that we got sort of at one price. We paid for the whole three years up front. Right. We did. Uh, and then when that expired, I think a lot of people did that, but when that expired, You had to renew at you know a much higher rate, right? And I I have a feeling a lot of people just didn't do it. Yes, that happens. I wish it was us, but.
0: Speaking of Disney Plus, we've mentioned a few times uh, in the past that there's going to be a Lando Calrissian series on Disney Plus starring Donald Glover, so it would be the young Lando. Uh, Well, the bad news is there is not going to be a Lando series on Disney Plus. But the good news is it's being developed as a movie.
1: I don't know
0: how I feel about that. So that is good news. Uh, Donald and Stephen Glover are uh, writing the show together. And uh, right now they'd like to do a movie, but they're kind of held up right now by the writer's strike. Okay. And in Marvel Cinematic News, there's a new Marvel's IMAX trailer and poster that have been released by uh, Disney. And uh, just a reminder that the Marvel's debuts on the best day of the year, November
1: 10th. Very good. Only
0: in theaters. That's right. Now, let's head on over to Universal.
1: All right. Executives are hoping that the addition of Epic Universe Theme Park makes Universal Orlando a week long vacation destination like Disney World.
0: That's right. This is based on NBC Universal CEO of Universal Destinations and Experiences, Mark Woodbury, uh, sharing some talks, uh, a conversation with the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, and uh, he says that they're looking to extend the amount of time guests spend there, and that right. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have been a multi-day destination for a number of years now uh, because they now, with Epic Universe, will be up to three theme parks mm-hmm. and one water park. That's just behind Disney. Disney has four theme parks and uh, two water parks. So I think that definitely there'll be a, a at least a five- or six-day destination. I don't know about the full week. Maybe you add an extra day, you go to SeaWorld.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, it depends what you, when we went, it was a little hard. There's a lot that we don't like there. There's, we don't do really big roller coasters. Um, some of the shows just aren't really our thing. Right. But if you like everything that they have to offer, you could spend three days between the two parks. So I could see, you know, having one more day for this new park plus a day for the water park. So yeah, I could see five days. Easily. Okay. Easily.
0: And it seems like all the universal news is about Epic Universe over the past couple of days. Uh, So Mark Woodbury also stated that uh, when the park opens in 2025, there will be new drone technology that will be at use in the park, and that it will be the most technologically advanced park they've ever built. Uh, And that's not only for the attractions themselves, but for the generation of robotic drone technology that will work its way all throughout the guest experience. So it says it's going to take the guest experience to a new level.
1: Fantastic.
0: I I hope drones are flying me around. I don't. Um, And then they will also be utilizing facial recognition technology uh, in in the parks. Um, So that is uh, cool. And they call that giving the guests a frictionless experience.
1: So like to like get into the park and stuff or just like fun things that it'll do for you? It will be
0: facial recognition with photo validation technology. So I'm sure that they will use that in terms of managing ticketing. Um, and maybe maybe they'll use it in some attractions, but I think it's just gonna when they when they say friction, there's a lot of friction at the turnstile, like slowdowns. because that yeah. that slows down the guest experience. The more time it takes them to get you into the park, the less time you have to spend.
1: It's true, but you know like we went with the uh, touch points at Disney. It's supposed to be so fast, but you know if you don't have your ticket up right on your yeah. on your uh, phone or if your Magic Band wasn't properly paired or. You still have a whole bunch of people who get hung up, and I'm sure that facial recognition will be the same.
0: Well, let's get some frictionless experiences.
1: I feel like the most frictionless is like you have a ticket. Either you have it or you don't. Right. And then, you know, you go through the turnstile. But, you know, they lost too much money, apparently, with people selling them or sharing them. or That's why they do this.
0: All right. So uh, what else is going on outside of the parks?
1: Bright Line has said September 22nd is the new start date for the Miami to Orlando service. That's
0: right. That's good news if you want to visit Southern Florida. This is their third try at starting a passenger rail service between Miami and Orlando. Um, It will be a $5 billion investment in stations and tracks between Orlando and Miami. Uh, This is a privately owned company. Uh, They've tried, uh, as I mentioned, two other times to try to get this up and running, but there have been training and certification issues. So... Uh, For their September 22nd start, they have their smart fare at $79 for adults and $39 for children one-way. This fare includes business class comfort, free Starlink Wi-Fi with multiple power and USB outlets and food and beverages available for purchase. They also have a one-way first-class premium fare for $149, which gives you access to a premium lounge, priority boarding, check luggage, and complimentary snacks and beverages. Um, do you know what the time frame will be for the Miami to Orlando trip?
1: No.
0: It's gonna be about three hours to do those two hundred and thirty-five miles.
1: Okay.
0: So uh not super, not bullet train fast, but definitely a lot faster than the If you're trying to get train.
1: from one place to another, uh it's a whole lot cheaper than taking like an Uber. How you know, there's not right. a lot of options for how to get from one place to another.
0: Right. And it is a long ride if you've driven it, because we went from mm-hmm. Disney World to Miami a few years ago. And it was not uh, not entirely pleasant.
1: No, it's kind of long.
0: So uh, that is what's going on there. They also have stops in Fort Lauderdale and West Palm Beach, as well as new stations in Aventura and Boca Raton. The train's top speed will be 125 miles an hour, and uh, it will be terminating at the Orlando International Airport.
1: All right.
0: So that is the deal there. Uh, That's all the news for today, but we'll be back on Monday. And until then, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.